Good morning to you, Alan. It's lovely to be on with you this morning. Thank you. Well, look, I, I'm going to let you uh, start the whole uh, Awareness Day because we have mm-hmm. lots to come on this particular topic throughout the course of the morning. But first of all, yes. what do you think needs to be achieved from World Menopause Day, Lorraine? The conversation, exactly what we're doing now, Alan, so thank you. We just need to keep the conversation going. I started talking about my own experience with perimenopause, early perimenopause in my late 30s, almost seven years ago. In fact, almost to the day, six years ago, Alan, my face was all over buses around the country with the the words, let's talk menopause, which at the time was kind of, it was a first. It was, you know, almost unheard of because it was this dirty little secret that we weren't allowed to talk about and it was also the complete mortification of my teenagers at that time too but at this stage now uh, six years on and even they're happy to to listen to their mother go on about it and we just need to we need to keep keep the conversation going really and get rid of the taboo because it is just another natural life stage in a woman's life okay so do do you think the stigma around menopause is still there or have things improved Things have improved, thankfully. It was great to see the, the Minister for Health um, coming out with his, his campaign and they're investing money in this menopause awareness campaign. That's, that's a first and it's fantastic. Um, I still think that, yes, there's a lot of women that are you know embarrassed about it um, and that's something that we need to change because it's not something to be embarrassed or ashamed of. It's just another natural life stage. And if we don't, you know, find out, get the information, educate ourselves, empower ourselves to look after ourselves, then we won't be, be living um, our best life. And there's no, no need to suffer in silence anymore, Alan. There's lots of fantastic options out there for women. Um, you know, be they the natural health route, which I work with Clean Marine Menamin, a lovely Irish national um, natural health supplement. There's HRT for people that feel they need that little bit more. But the life changes, lifestyle changes that we can do for free are probably the most important of all because if you don't do those, then anything else that you're taking is not going to work you know, to to, to the best that it can. So it's just all about getting the information really. You mentioned HRT Alicia Regan, the health correspondent in the Irish Independent Day today has a story she says women going through the menopause are continuing to face shortages of some doses of hormone replacement therapy which has been blamed on increased demand so maybe that's one message you'd like to get out this morning, how important that is. Yes Yes, and, and you know what, I know from, from you know, talking about the subject and educating myself and going around the country with my panel of experts, including the top endocrinologist in Ireland, Dr. Mary Ryan, who travels with me on my talks because we make sure we cover all options that are available out there to women. We know that, you know, HRT is not necessary for a, a huge majority of women and that the, the natural health route, like as I said, with Menamin and also with those lifestyle changes that you can do for yourself, you know, what you eat, what you drink, how you mind yourself, well-being, exercise or over-exercising after 40, you know, all of these things we need to know. And actually there's a lovely little, I call it the hormone Bible, it's called the Essential Guide to Female Hormones and it's available for free. It's the first time it's ever been been, um, put together in this country, a little booklet of 70 pages and you can pick it up for free 
at uh, health stores, pharmacies nationwide, or indeed you can download it on cleanmarine.ie. And it's called The Essential Guide to Female Hormones. And we have incredible experts in that little book telling you, um, you know, all of your options and what you can do to actually, you know, manage your symptoms and get through menopause and look forward to getting through menopause and coming out the other side and living, you know, maybe 30 or 40 years more, Alan, you know, generations previous, you know, they, they might have, have, um, have died at 60, 65. We're living, that, thankfully, now to 80, 90, even 100. So after 50, we've got a lot of living to do yet as women. And we're great for looking after everybody else and saying, oh, don't mind me, I'll be grand. Well, I'm sorry, we have to stop peaking at grand. We do not peak at grand. I always say we peak at fantastic. Okay, look, looking at your own story, you say when you were in your 30s, you started yeah. experiencing a range of emotions and physical symptoms that impacted your life satisfaction. What were those emotions, Lorraine? For me, it was the lack of sleep first. And I just thought it was because I was so busy and I was juggling so much, you know, with work and being a mom and all the rest. And women do tend to take an awful lot on. So I was waking up during the night and all the lists were going kind of through my head. So it take me ages to get back to sleep. But that could happen three to five times a night. Then I'd wake up the next morning and obviously because of that, my energy would be low, my mood would be low, I'd be irritable. I had little or no libido because obviously when you're tired, you know, the last thing you want to be is amorous. So all of these things had a massive impact on my yeah. every day. But I just put it down to, as I say, being too busy and juggling too much. Um, and then because of that, then the knock-on effect is I had joint pain, which is another symptom. I had itchy skin during the night. I had night sweats. Like, I still haven't had um, a, a, a hot flush. I would have night sweats all right since my late 30s. But again, I thought that was just my metabolism. I suppose the point is, I didn't know. I didn't know what perimenopause was. Anytime I saw an article on perimenopause or menopause, I skipped through or, you know, I scrolled through if it was online. I didn't think that it was anything that I needed to know yet. And the truth is that after 35, we need to know. But actually, as women from puberty, teenagers, my girls, we need to know about our hormones and each stage of our hormonal journey so that we know how to, to cope, you know, as best we can. So the one thing you would encourage anyone listening to your story who might be struggling with menopausal symptoms on the basis of what you uh-huh. just shared with us there, what mm-hmm. would it be? What, what, what guidance do you give as you set uh, the scene on this particular day for us? We've lots more on this throughout the course of the morning. Yeah, I suppose not to just put up with it. You know, look up um, perimenopause and menopause. Go to cleanmarine.ie, as I said to you. My podcasts are there with some incredible women who are experts on the subject. Um, educate yourself. You know, there's so there are 34 symptoms, Alan, of perimenopause and menopause. Thankfully, none of us get all of them, but there are a lot of them out there. And we don't realise that some of the things that we're suffering with are, you know, based on a hormone imbalance. Yeah. So, yeah, I would just say educate yourself. Talk to your girlfriends, your mom, your sisters, you know, just your colleagues. Spread the word, um, because by talking about it, we're educating ourselves and we're supporting each other. Right. And, um, and yeah, don't peak at grand. Peak at fantastic. <laughs> Sounds great. Look, finally, just my final question for you is, bearing in mind a lot of people are at work as we speak this morning, working at home, working from home, yeah. uh, working in their offices or factories or whatever. Do you think there could be better ways to handle menopause in the workplace? More understanding? Oh, my goodness, 100%. Yes, absolutely. Women are struggling. You know, they're, they're as I said, they do too much. And, um, and we have a lot on our plate. So, absolutely, we need 
uh, those kind of supports in place too. There's an amazing woman called Anne O'Leary and she's the CEO of Vodafone and um, she's also my neighbour and a good friend. And back in 2018, she decided to, to kind of to, to create a support network within the workplace and she was the first of her kind and we need to see more and more businesses doing that because, you know, just as I say, we're over 40 or over 50 in menopause does not mean that, uh, that you know, that's it. We're, we're, we're not, we're, you know, we're of no use. We're absolutely incredible um, people to, even in the workplace when you think about it as mentors because of the experience that we have and what we've achieved today. So definitely, yes, we need to open up the conversation everywhere. And, you know, I actually... I'm delighted to see Minister Stephen Donnelly at least taking this step and, you know, opening up clinics and creating awareness across Ireland. So watch this space. Hopefully I'll be back with you this time next year, Alan, and uh, we'll have even better news to share with you.